What's up, guys? Welcome back to Choice Talk. I am your host, True Freedom. Um, but, but before we get started, I wanted to go ahead and put this disclaimer out there that there may be some content talked about on tonight's episode that will and can be triggering. Okay, so I just wanted to put that out there. And um, just to let you know, so I wanted to talk about um, owning your shit. I feel, especially in my case, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that was one of the first steps to my healing journey that I had to accept. I had to accept some parts of me that wasn't so pretty. I had to accept some parts of me that wasn't so nice. Um, and that was actually kind of hard for me. It really was. It was really hard. It was definitely, um, you know, just uncomfortable kind of looking within myself because a lot of times, you know, we can talk about things that other people do. You know, we can always recount every you know, thing that's every offense that someone has done towards us, right? We can always say, okay, well, this person did this and that's why I don't talk to this person or I don't mess with this person or whatever be the case. Um, But it is harder to look within yourself and say, you know what, I may be the issue, you know, it probably was me that took things out of hand. It was probably me that stepped outside of boundaries um, and outside of my character, right? Um, and one of the things that really got me into, you know, owning my shit was being a parent. You know what I mean? Like being a parent can cause you to be um, humble, in a sense, uh, because a lot of times, you know, especially like for myself, I grew up, um, you know, with my gr- my grandmother raised me. My mom was always around, of course, and I always knew who my mom was. But, you know, the traditional bl- black family back then, um, basically the grandparents pretty much raised their grandchildren. So I come from a family that I saw a lot of dysfunction. I saw a lot of things that I vowed to myself that I would not do or be, you know what I mean, when it came to my children. And of course, fast forward, when I did have children, you know, I was very intentional trying to be it. So I thought trying to be very intentional about how I raised my children. I didn't want them to see violence. I didn't want them them to be around a lot of fighting and yelling and things of that nature. But honestly, I did all those things. Everything that I said that I wouldn't do, I did. And at the time, I didn't know that I was doing it. I I think for me, in my mind, I felt like I put a different spin on it. Um, you know, as, as it relates to the yelling and fussing and all that, I wasn't as bad as I thought that I was in my eyes. But after talking to my children, when we got, when they got older and they informed me, okay, yeah, you were, yeah, 
that that was a bit much you know what I mean like it was a bit much so it was it was I, I can honestly say that back in 2013 is when I really began to own my shit like I really started to look within myself and to find um find out why I did some of the things that I did and listening to my children tell me about myself y'all it was a hard pill to swallow because the first thing that I wanted to do was defend myself well I did this because you know xyz or I made this decision because xyz when really I just needed to sit and kind of listen and absorb and 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 at the end of the day just apologize for how I made them feel you know what I mean like I apologize for the way I made them feel um, and of course I'm still a work in progress and you know that's an ever going thing you know but the first thing that I had to do was sit and listen to what they had to say and not necessarily try to, you know, um, basically change their perception of the situation or the event that may have happened, but just sit in it and just say, you know what? Wow. Okay. I apologize. I really do. I am so sorry that I made you feel that way. Or I'm so sorry that, you know, I put my hands on you. Um, You know, and that that was like the turning point for me to own my shit, like real talk. Um, There has been several times, but I I, I would say 2013 was that time. That was a very, very hard year for me. Very hard year for me. I had a hysterectomy in January of 2013. My body took a minute to be regulated. um, So my hormones were all over the place. Uh, On top of me carrying childhood traumas and, um, you know, a lot of mental anguish that I was dealing with um, prior to the hysterectomy. Not only did I um, go through a hysterectomy, I found out that my husband was cheating at the time. Um, my ex-husband was cheating at the time. And not only that, you know, by September, I had lost my job. I had... Um, my ex-husband at the time literally got up and, you know, was just like, I'm not in love with you. Um, you know, I don't think this is going to work. And I'm like, okay, you know, and he left and I ended up getting evicted from my, my apartment at the time. This was all in the span of one year. And when I tell you that was one and Oh, my bad. Um, also that same year, um, I I attempted suicide and y'all that year was like so hard for me to the point to where I was so broken and I didn't realize how broken I was until all those different events happened. Um, And it really, really took a turning point 
the day before Easter, um, 2013, I, my ex-husband and I, we were arguing about something. I can't remember what we were arguing about. It's insignificant right now. Um, but I remember how I felt at that moment. I actually felt like I was a burden. I felt as though my children would have been better off without me. You know, I, I, um, I just was overall like not mentally in a headspace where, you know, I was just healthy. You, you get what I'm saying? Um, and I remember my ex-husband walking out of the room and when he walked out of the room, I got up, I locked the door and I went straight to my medicine cabinet. Now, here's the thing about me. I am a certified pharmacy technician, have been for years. And so I know what type of medications to combine to basically stop the heart or whatever be the case. And so that was my goal. So I ended up taking two different types of pills um, a handful of them swallowed them. And literally, y'all, I don't remember anything after that, um, until I was waking up in the hospital. And when I woke up in the hospital, um, it wasn't long after I kind of came to, um, I was being put into an ambulance and I was taken to a, uh, mental hospital and it was then when I realized that, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it like this anymore. I want to be healthy for my children. I want to be an example for my children so that they know that, you know, this is not normal. You know what I mean? The, the behaviors that I had um, been displaying prior to that moment was not normal. Now, I do know that having a hysterectomy and my hormones had a lot to do with that, you know, but it was not, you know, just the final product. Like there were, that, that was just an element of it. Um, but I do know that that had something to do with it. But it was when I went to the hospital and I, um, the psychiatrist saw me and we talked. And the first thing that, um, she asked me was, what do you want? And y'all, I was literally like, what do you mean? What do I want? You know, I want my kids. I want this. I no, she was like, no, what is it that you want? And it was like, I thought to myself, I was actually stunned at that question because no one had ever asked me, what is it that I want? And she was like, I want you to look within yourself and really ask yourself, what is it that you want? How do you see your life going forth? You know, what do you see for yourself? What do you see for your children? How do you want to be displayed for your children? And literally, it was in that moment, I was just like, you know what, I want to be healed. You know what I mean? I want to live a free life. I want to live a life that is, you know, you know, pleasing. 
not only to myself, but to God. I wanted that. And I looked at her and I said, you know, that's what I want. You know, I want that. I don't know how to get there, you know, because, again, I was raised to believe that counseling therapy was a white person's thing. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know, going to therapy was not an option, you know, Um But when we talked and I began to release and start to share my story and my life with her, it was then that I realized, okay, you know, I really need some help and I need the tools to get me to the next point. And like she said, she told me, okay, now that you know what you want, you have to be willing to do the work. And to get to where you want to be, you know, to get to what you see in your mind for yourself. And that was the time that I was just like, okay, you know what? Here it is. Let's just, let's just get into it. And with all of that kind of going on in my life, I was at the lowest. And when I say the absolute lowest in my life, I don't think that I've ever been that low. I don't think I've ever cried as much as I cried at that time. And it it, it really opened my eyes to see, you know, that everything that I thought that I was doing right, even though my intentions were good, you know, I didn't have any ill intentions in how I was raising my children But I realized some of the things that I was doing was dysfunctional. You get what I'm saying? And it was then that I was like, okay, you know, here we go. Here we go. And I remember after leaving uh, the hospital um, and realizing that, you know, I, I have more I have more to offer than what I had been doing. You know, I have more to offer. My, I have more love to give to my children than I had, you know, displayed before. I had more love to give to myself and I owe it to myself to heal every part of me. And that was just the first breaking, (laughs) you know, that was just the first time that I, I mean, you know, like that first part that of the breaking that I endured to get to the person that I am today. And like I said before, you know, just talking to my children and listening to them, you know, kind of go over events and, you know, situations that, we had all been in and all of our perceptions were totally different. And I asked them about that day, um, that the day that uh, I attempted suicide. And when they started talking to me, now my son, he was younger. He doesn't recall a lot. Like he has some blocked memories uh, about that. But my daughters, when they told me, Ma, 
dad was trying to, he literally had to break down the door and you were just laying on the floor, lifeless to the point to where my oldest daughter ran out of the apartment and just was screaming at my neighbor. Um, This is what she told me. My neighbor came out and was like, what's going on? What's going on? And she ended up calling 911 and had the kids and, you know, kind of kept the kids and everything um, until, you know, a relative came and got them. And when they were telling me about, you know, their experience, y'all, my heart broke because at the time that I thought that this is what I, I wanted to do as as far as the suicide part. I was only thinking of myself and I had heard um, someone say that, you know, suicide is a selfish act. And and I was just like, no, at the time I was like, absolutely not. You just, you know, just in a place of, you know, despair and you just feel like you can't go on. You can't see your way out. But listening to them. Y'all, it really made me understand and realize how much, (laughs) how much, you know, damage I had done. I can't even imagine, you know, the feeling that they may have felt that day, but they explained it to me and my heart break. It it just broke. And it even breaks even now as I'm talking about it, because I realized how selfish I was being in that place in that moment. But I felt like that was the right thing to do at the time. And the only thing that I could do as we shared tears and, and we cried and you know, I'm not an affectionate person, but I, I try to be more intentional about being affectionate now um, and just say, I'm sorry. You know, I am so sorry that I put you guys through that. And I had no idea that it affected you that way. And, you know, I know that we all have our defining moments in our life of, you know, kind of owning our shit and owning what we've done in certain situations. But, um, you know, a lot of times, especially now in this society is all, it's all about the blame game. It's all about what you did, how you did, how you made me feel, you know what I mean? And we keep, you know, score of the offenses that others you know, due to us. But when it comes to owning our shit, it's like, oh, we become deaf, dumb and mute about how we made someone feel or even ourselves. Some of the things that we some decisions and stuff that we made that um, has caused us hurt and harm and damage. And, you know, the whole purpose of this you know, podcast tonight is to say, sometimes we have to literally stop and look within, you know, to, to heal, 
You know what I mean? You have to own it. You have to own your part in 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 certain situations and say, okay, well, that was definitely not my intention. However, what can we do? What is the solution to this? How can we move forward? How can we go past, you know, the hurt, the offense? Um, and, you know, it gets better, you know, but before it gets better, I'm telling you, it, it, it will break you. <clears throat> it will literally break you. And, um, you know, I felt like on tonight, I just wanted to be very transparent about that part of my life because that is something that I rarely talk about. And um, I remember even after that year of 2013, um, kind of going into 2014, I remember changing my Facebook uh, name to True Freedom. And one night I was asleep and I woke up and um, I, you know, I, I felt like, okay, I said true freedom. And I felt like that's what God was telling me to change my name to true freedom. And at the time that he was telling me to change my name to true freedom, I was, I didn't, to me personally, from my perception, I was like, I'm, I'm. I felt like I was the most broken person in the world, you know, like how is it that I can be true and have freedom? You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? True freedom means to me, you know, it's like the, um, the, the Bible story about Jacob, how, when he was in the cave and he wrestled with, um, the angel and he came out with a limp, but God ended up changing his name. That's basically what I went through. It's like, I wrestled within myself. I wrestled, you know, with the fact, um, that my name changed to true freedom. And I was like, there is absolutely no way that I can be true and free at the same time when I'm so broken. But there was light at the end of the tunnel. Like I said, the choice that I'm speaking of not is it's not just the word choice. It's choosing hope openly in circumstances every day. That is my mantra. That is what I live by. That is what I get up to every single day. I'm going to choose hope openly. And what I mean by open, I'm going to speak it, I'm going to affirm it every single day. You know, even with the mistakes at the end of the day, I, I try to reflect back and say, if I harm someone, God bring it to my attention. And I literally now I'm intentional about going to those people that I've hurt and and apologize. That was definitely not my intention. And I'm sorry. You know, I get, you know, one of one pet peeve that I have is now I have it um, is when someone apologizes to you and they have to give you the why they apologize. You know, well, I'm sorry that you felt that way. No, if I come to you and I say, you know what, you hurt my feelings 
or you offended me when you said or did this. It is not my job if someone comes to me and say, you offended me, you made me feel this type of way. And my response be, um, you know, I'm sorry that you felt that way. But, you know, if I felt like, no, guess what? An apology is an apology, period. You don't have to go into anything unless that person asks you, why did you do that? Then you go into why you did it, right? But for the most part is, I'm sorry. I am so, I am sorry. I apologize. I know people, some people don't like to use the word I'm sorry. They use the word I apologize. Whichever one you choose to use, just leave it right there. I apologize. I'm sorry. That was not my intention. I am sorry. And just move forward. What's the solution to this? What is the solution? And that's the thing about owning your stuff. Like you become so free to the point to where at night, at the end of the day, you can rest your head on your pillow and truly get rest. You know what I mean? Like whatever offenses you have had or, you know, you feel like, okay, well, I did this person wrong. Let me go and apologize to this person. It can be a work thing too. Sometimes we don't realize that our tone speaks volume. Sometimes you don't realize how, you know, haughty you may feel. Sometimes we don't realize that our body language sends off these negative vibes and get, I get it. Every day is not going to be like, I'm a perky person every single day, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, sometimes you could be you know, thinking of some things or going through your own personal thing and somebody at work comes to you and asks you a question and you come off very short or you your facial expression. I know with me, I'm still a work in progress as it relates to my facial expressions, but my facial expressions will show, oh, my God, I know you didn't just ask me this question. It'll it'll be all over my face, literally. And I I'm working on that one. I really am. I have not mastered that one yet. Um, but we have to be careful how we are with other people. You know, we have to be careful when it comes to, um, you know, our own, you know, feelings and dealing with certain things um, that we go through and not and be careful not to take it out on someone else. I think it's Tabitha Brown that said, you know, you have a good day. And if you don't have a good day, don't you go mess up somebody else's day. That is the truest statement that I've ever heard. Yeah. Don't go messing up somebody else's day because you're in a funk. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to check yourself. You have to check yourself before you walk into work or walk into church or wherever you are, even into your home. Cause we always put emphasis on, Things outside of our home and how we treat other people outside of our home. But we can be total assholes, total monsters to the people that are in our home. And that's another episode 
on its own being, you know, just, you know, the, the faces that we wear and how we can speak to people outside of the home, but can't say, Hey, to, to the person that laid in the bed next to you. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that's a whole nother thing on its own. Um, but as I wrap this up, I just want us to understand and know that sometimes it's you, you get what I'm saying? And you have to own it that sometimes it's you. And if it's you, sis, if it's you, bruh, you know, own your stuff, you know, get yourself right, dust yourself off and keep it moving. Don't let it stop you from being your best self. You know what I'm saying? Being your healed self, being your true self, being your free self. Okay. So again, I want to personally thank you all for listening to this podcast. And I know that, you know, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of sit down and listen to certain things. And I have several family members and friends that I will send this out to and whomever is listening, I pray that it really helps you and it resonates with you. Um, This is the first official one. So I'm kind of, you know, getting the nerves and the jitters out. And I just felt like, hey, let's just start this first one off with just owning your shit. Like for me, I had that was the first key to my healing. And um, I wanted to share that with you. So as I leave you guys, I want you to know or to just reiterate, first of all, always be yourself, always be you, always be, you know, your authentic self, you know what I mean? You don't have to put pretend for yourself. You know, if, if anything, you're going to be the person with you for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? So you owe it to yourself to, to be a healthy and happy you. Okay. So Like I said before, always be you, you know, and I pray that this really reaches who it's supposed to reach. I'm not doing this for, you know, um, an audience. I'm just sharing. I'm just documenting my story um, because I feel like it's time for me to share it. And I have so much more, so much more to talk about. So, again, thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening. And, um, yeah, there it is. First episode in the books. Um, so be happy, be healthy, always be you. Okay. Um, so until next time, I'll holla at you. Bye. Welcome back guys to another choice talk. I am your host, True Freedom. And on tonight's episode, I want to discuss the unlearning process of my healing journey. Now, let me make this disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply telling you my experiences and my truths. And I want to share with you different steps that allowed me to become the person that I am today. Um... So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. 
um, so depending on your age and if you're 40 plus like myself, this can be the most difficult process of your healing journey. Now, if you are that in that age bracket, okay, you're looking at four decades, four decades of learned behavior. So when you become aware that you need to be healed, there's a lot of things that can be devastating to understand and know that this may not be right, right? So your normal may, when you find out that your normal is actually dysfunction, it's like, and survival tactic, it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it, it is definitely an eye-opening experience, you know. So one of the steps that I took to get to where I am today is acknowledging. And basically, that was like, it, it was kind of like somebody uppercutted me um, to, to go through this acknowledging. Because a lot of times we go through life and we feel like, you know, we don't want to address anything. And that's basically, I talked a little bit about this in my previous uh, podcast about owning your shit. Um, a lot of times we don't want to look in the mirror and address certain things, right? So one thing that surrounds this whole acknowledging things, there's been several things that, that has been eye-opening for, my, for me, but one of the things was spankings. I come from a generation and an era where spankings were relevant and you got whooped for any and everything with no explanation at all. So if you come from a big family, you have siblings, you would get whoopings from your, you know, for your siblings because they did something or, you know, cousins or relatives or things of that nature without any explanation. Now, I've always questioned that. I was like, okay, but why am I getting a spanking because of this? And so I'm being very uh, polite when I say spankings because there's a spanking, you get a spanking, but I'm from an era where you got beat. Like people would use, parents would use anything, shoes, hangers, um, anything that they can get their extension cords. That is abuse. But to a child, when you grow up, it's normal to you. But when you're exposed to different things, different information, and you start to talk to people and you start to go to therapy, and then you realize that is dysfunction at its finest. So even with my kids, I spanked them, right? And I believed in the spankings, but no one ever told me not to spank my children when I was angry, because your your licks are harder, you begin to abuse. You, now you've kind of stepped into this abuse mode, and in your eyes and in your mind, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to teach this child a lesson." But you're you're not teaching the child; you're abusing the child. You're not giving any explanation. You don't know 
any. And for me, it was one of those things where I didn't even know how to explain how and why, you know, you shouldn't do X, Y, Z. I just felt like, okay, you're being out of line. You're out of line and you're being rude and disrespectful. So there's been several things that, and even now, like I can't, it hurts me so bad to even know that I even displayed that behavior because I really did think that I was doing right by them by, you know, as they say, spare the rod, spoil the child, which is a load of crap. And then they didn't get, you know, our parents didn't even get clear definition of what that scripture truly meant. You get what I'm saying? So it's almost like, you know, you, you, you grow up, you have children and that's how generational curses keep going because in your mind, you really do feel like I'm doing what's best for this child. And then you look at and judge other parents for, you know, soft parenting or talking to their children and, you know, maybe taking things away opposed to uh, that's that's your go to is to whoop or to spank. When I say it literally turns my stomach when I think about that, I can't watch videos with you know, seeing people being hit, I can't stand it because it's a reflection of what I used to do. And I had to acknowledge that I had to acknowledge that that was wrong behavior. That is dysfunction. You're raising your children to fear and to accept. And so you have a generation now that literally thinks that it's okay to be abused by other people because you've abused them, but you feel like you can justify that abuse. No, you can't. You cannot. And I'm just being transparent about myself. Like I, li- I, I can't tell you like this healing journey has had me apologize to my children on so many, so many. I mean, like even daily I'm apologizing to them because something will come to mind and I'll realize, man, that was that was foul. That was jacked up the way you handled that. And so you go back and I apologize and I change my behavior. Now, in the beginning, it was hard because that's something that I truly believed in. I believed in spankings. I believed in that. And so with that being said, it's like. No, that's not right. That's not right. You abused them. You abused your children. And it literally breaks my heart to even know that I put my hands on my children the way that I did and did not explain why you shouldn't do a certain thing. Let me talk to you. Why did you do that? Because I was raised, we we didn't get that. We You didn't get that talking to, to say, you know, let me talk to you. Why now? Why did you do that? No, it's like, oh, okay. You think, okay, okay. You think you've grown, whatever be the case, and you get the belt, the shoe, the whatever it is that you that's closest, and you begin to abuse your children. 
It's so sad. It is so sad. And generations after generation is consistently doing it. Now, the one thing that I can say about this generation is that they are literally changing things. Now, that's a whole nother episode, you know, a whole nother talk in the way that they do things, because it doesn't seem right to to my generation or the older generation older than me. But um, the first thing I had to do was acknowledge those behaviors. You know what I mean? Like I had to literally sit down and say, OK, yeah, no, no. And I had to go apologize and say that I was wrong. Forgive me. Please forgive me for for, you know, putting my hands on you and how I disrespected you and how I behaved because it was normal for me. And the second part of this was literally studying, studying. I had to get information, study, go to therapy, go to group counseling, find different, you know, group sessions, you know, in my area that taught on parenting. And yes, I don't agree with everything, but there are some things that I had to address and say, you know what? No. No more. And it buck stops with me, you know, Um, and then I had to apply those things. You know, I had to apply those, you know, tools that I learned, you know. Um, And then then when you start to go through that whole unlearning process and everything, you start to get upset. Like like I said, I, I was getting upset at the fact that I was putting my hands on my children is so disgusting to me now. It is so disgusting. I can't stand for anyone to raise their voice at a child. You know what I mean? Like raising your hand at a child. You have to learn self-control. You really do. And then the things that I felt was confusion, anger, guilt, shame, loneliness, Shock, sadness. I went through depression because I would beat myself up so bad. Then I went through the whole isolation thing. Like, I don't want to be around, you know, anybody. I don't want anybody to see me because I was really beating myself up. I really was beating myself up because it really does disgust me now. And I know better. And I, you know, I even see how my daughter is with my granddaughter. She's, you know, amazing with her. And I love it because that's not her go to is to spank. That's not her go to. You know, she's patient. Way patient, more patient than I was. And. You know, it's it's just one of those things that just really, I really wish people would understand that this is not right. It is not right. It is dysfunctional. It is so dysfunctional. So, yeah, and I, it's like after I um, went through that, I like I said, I went to several groups, um, you know, about parenting. I went to parenting classes I actually I was court ordered to go to um, anger management which 
that's that's a whole nother story. Uh, <laughs> but I was court ordered to go there. But while I was in there, I learned so much. Not just even about, you know, spankings or in all that. I just learned how to control myself, control emotions, because that was another thing growing up. It's like whatever you felt you reacted to not responded and I didn't realize I didn't understand what reaction versus response meant you get what I'm saying like that was new to me you know I had to understand and realize that every situation doesn't require me to react but to respond so I'm gonna end it here and um, probably pick back up um, in the next episode, but I wanted to get it. I'm trying to be faithful <laughs> with putting out content um, and I have so much more to say on this topic. So maybe we'll do a part two about the unlearning and different things that I had to unlearn. But um, again, my prayer is that this podcast, uh, you know, encourages you to be better to do better you know to live better um and so with that being said um hey listen like I always say be you be healthy you know and be whole okay so until next time until next podcast I'll holler at you okay Be safe, guys.